Hello, um, <clears throat> the name is Adam Baharkit, and today I'll be talking about uh, how has technology of have an effect on politics. I'll be covering on things such as obviously technology, how it came to be, how it has advanced, and how it affects anyone day to day as it gets stronger in the near future. This podcast would also discuss the effects that technology has had on the world of politics. Therefore, without further much to discuss in regards to this, let this podcast lead you into some uh, some of the unknown mist of the many effects which technology has had on politics. Sorry. <coughs> ah. Something I wanted to bring up was the history of technology, like how it has started. Um... It's what most people know as agriculture. Agriculture was one of the most important things that which allowed people to transport anything across the globe to one another. It has allowed for more delicious dishes to be made, thanks for the discovery of things like spices over time. Yeah, which is true. Because there are specific uh, materials throughout, like native to each continent or land. That's what I was trying to say there. It also has allowed it for technology to advance to where it is today. Without any of that, the Earth would not be capable of holding so many people. <laughs> over, a period, over a period of time, agriculture has evolved into a much more advanced form of itself, which can adapt to technology that people come up with over time. The first thing I wanted to talk about was how it is becoming more globalized and more interdependent. It's becoming more and more interdependent by the usage of current technology to make even more advancements. Thanks to, again, the extensive of agriculture, <laughs> my bad. The fact that agriculture has evolved by a whole lot by allowing people to trade parts of each other has allowed it for new technology to be made. This eventually led to the creation of uh, colored pixel di- uh, displays on television. However, uh, since it was new at the time, we're talking about the 50s, 1950s, it was limited. There would be a channel that had colored pixels, although it was started, uh, sorry for my speech today, although it will start at a specific time of day, it would end at a specific time of day as well. It would last about three to four hours, about, yeah, four hours, depending on the program. However, as part from around the world are used to make even more advanced technology. This could lead to unpredictable tactics used by hackers as they also advance. Humans are no longer capable of keeping up with the fast technology which hackers use, so they have to start coding and or making programs, whose purpose is solely to fend off the technology which the hackers use at the speed of lightning. The second thing I wanted to talk about was how people are countering uh, Hackers in a country such as Canada forgot to uh, mention that I'm mainly talking about hacking as my example here throughout this entire podcast. Sorry if I did not mention that earlier. Since hackers can get any information by hacking, such as um, a hospital, they would easily get access to personal data and or files as they ramp up the skills as well. This gives the federal government an urge to spend millions of dollars for each personal attack that has occurred. 
This could and will worsen as new parts are assembled to make new technology, leading to more efficient and costly attacks. This is what is known as financial loss. Canada would have eventually paid so much that it would just take longer and longer and longer to recover from such a thing. This can cause the efficiency of Canada services to decrease uh, due to not having a proper amount of funding to match that of today's technology advancements. Also by services, I mean gener like generic. Because then uh, eventually they're going to run out of funding for each service they have. <clears throat> Having a proper amount of... Yeah, I also said that. However, it is worth noting that uh, being able to downgrade or revert back to the old days, which yeah, they also do now, whenever the hospital's digital health database gets hacked, the, they just go back to the old way. The hackers uh, who went out of their way to hack had a reason to back it up. This was because they uh, wanted free money by selling personal information regarding nurses, patients, or anyone in the hospitals. One example of this was the Newfoundland and Labrador. This attack happened not too long ago, back in November of last year. The country also relies on firewalls, uh, firewalls alone to defend against hackers themselves, which is uh, atrocious, let's just say that. They would need to be able to make a program which is fast enough, like, which is fast enough to counterattack any planned cyber attack if known beforehand. The next one I wanted to talk about was in regards to which one was that? Oh. Explain how technology is responsible for the changes to any policy by the government. Okay. For this one, I have... Um, since the internet is fragmented by policymaking and may also undermine human rights, this would test the effectiveness, uh, effectiveness of the government's defenses. I also have mentioned this earlier that technology is getting faster than ever. This means that this, uh, that the sharing of stolen information between public and private sectors will continue to rise. The government may also result in turning into multi-stakeholder models since the traditional t uh, telecommunications and any approaches concerning the internet are no longer a match for the uprising advancements. That is all I have. I thank you for listening to this, and I guess I'll see you soon.